Hi, and welcome to another episode of Kentakis. My name is Michael Yon, and this episode is AI, Artificial Intelligence. So, without further ado, Kentakis, welcome. And my first question is, why is AI, being artificial intelligence, so important to humanity? Do we really need it or not? To answer that question, I can say it two ways, Michael. Yes, we do. No, we don't. The funny thing is, everybody at the moment on this planet, and that's a pretty big percentage, probably 60 to 70%, they believe that AI will be of tremendous value in the future of humanity. Yes, it can be, but there is one little thing that's negative. It's the person who creates the data that goes within the data system of anything that is artificial intelligence. If you take a person that's not balanced, that is a bit of a narcissist or a bit of a sarcastic person, a bit of a person that believes that they're right and you're wrong, the type of data that will be formulated can be of a negative nature, just like humanity. Now, if we look at humanity, we are actually a database. We have a human brain. And in that brain, it has many sections, nothing negative, but what we install within it can be negative experiences. And those negative experiences can control and direct our life in the present. But not just our life. It can also go to our children through genetic transfer. And that's where the issue is. So, yes, it can be a very positive, a positive thing, but also it can be a negative thing. It depends on how we look at it. I see, for sure. And how would you describe the meaning of the word artificial? Well, the word artificial, let's, let's use China as an example. And there's a couple of things I'm going to put in here because it's just coming back into my being. If we look way back in the past to, say, the chimps, the gorillas, the baboons, in fact, all of the monkey race, we have to say, okay, how were the Asians actually created? Were they created like us? Or were they created by another form of intelligence? There was an alien race that came to Earth hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years ago, and they were manipulators of genetics. And what they wanted to do was create a species that were peaceful, that were easy to control. So they took their DNA, and they were like the greys. They were only about a metre tall, and they looked very different to us as humans. We, we see them all the time on, on different pictures, you know, on the internet. They've got the big eyes, the slanted eyes, whatever. But the thing is, they took their DNA and they then asked themselves, what can we 
put our DNA into on this earth that would create a balanced creature. So they went out and they studied for months and months and months all the animals of earth. And then, aha, they came up with the baboons, the gorillas, and the chimps. And they start experimenting. And what they created over many thousands of years was the Asians. Now, if we look at an Asian, not all, but there's a certain variety of Asians that if you look at their faces and their eyes and the way they walk, it can be a throwback to the way the chimps used to walk. If we also look at the eyes, some have much larger eyes and slanting. We then start to think, how were they created? And the answer is because they're so different to say what we would say the normal human we would say they came from an alien species, which is very easy to, how would you say, believe, considering what's happening on Earth at this time, which I'll explain very soon. So the Asian race came into existence out of the chimps, out of the baboons, and out of the gorillas. And, of course, of their own DNA. And of their own DNA. Now, the thing is... When we look at the word artificial and we try to discover the meaning, you've heard the copycat. You take an original thing, whatever it may be, and you produce it. That's what the Asians do. They will take any form of technology, whether it's to do with computers, telephones, mobile phones, television screens, whatever, hi-fi, microphones, cars, and they reproduce it. They buy that certain article. They rip it apart gently, and then they look at it and say, we can build this for half the price. And they recreate it. In fact, better than what it originally was. And that's an interesting point, because if we study their past history and what they create today, they are the leaders in certain types of technology. More advanced, because why? Because they have alien DNA, which is cellular memory from an alien world a long time ago. And all of that is coming through. That's how I see the word artificial when you create something. Now, if we look at it today, the meaning of artificial is now AI, artificial intelligence. And look what we're creating. Elon Musk has already created a robot. Now, this is the danger point, Michael. I'm going to, you, you look this up. I know you will. Have you ever heard of the terminology, skinwalkers? Oh, it does ring a bell right now. Okay. My wife, several days ago, showed me something. 
It didn't freak me out, but I laughed. And I know for a fact that it's to do with the American military scientists. They have been playing with human genetics and animal genetics of all species on this earth since the 1940s. And they have created many, many things. They've created, uh, there was, okay, there, now this is interesting. This is not even recorded, but I'm going to share this. They were looking at creating a soldier that was solid, that could take a dozen bullets and not even fall to the ground, that could go all day and not feel fatigued. And what they created from an elephant, a rhino and a giraffe and human DNA, they created this creature that looked like a bloody monster and even looked like he had a rhino head to a way. His head was so square and solid. He looked like Arnie, but like six, seven foot tall nearly. Now, you could ask yourself, what happened to all these experiments? Hmm. Well, in America today, Michael, it's a very interesting factor. There are these things that they have now called skinwalkers. The creature that I saw the other day on the phone, you imagine laying flat on the ground, okay? And you put your hands behind your head, you pull your legs up to the side of your body and you lift yourself up to the best you can. And it looks like your body is reversed. There is a yoga position for that. I used to do it all the time. This creature had a human head with no hair. It had the most gazing eyes that you've ever seen and the blackest interior of its mouth when it had its mouth wide open. It's definitely a carnivore of some description. Its back legs look like its back legs. Its front legs, look it looks like a pair of arms with knobs at the end for walking. Its shoulders are much rounder and look like it's solid because it's been doing all this walking and running and whatever else it's been doing. But its rear end is under the bottom. It has no sexual organs of any description. It's a naked um, body, but it looks human as if it's been um, twisted in all these different positions. Can I just ask, Antarkas, because the one that I'm looking at on recent, recent NM Skinwalker photo ignites, dot, 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 does he walk on all fours? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yeah. and apparently he's been scaring, apparently either him or, or, or his other fellows have been scaring people really bad. <laughs> and because they, they've seen it and they can't believe it and they run like hell and the thing chases them. And then these other ones that are only about like, say, oh, I don't know, about a foot, foot and a half tall. And they sort of roll and they show this dog was going after it. And suddenly it disappeared amongst these bins and the dog looking around trying to find it. Then it come up, it rolled over the bins down and hid behind a car. It was just bare flesh and had both its hands of some description up against its ears, like its head and these thin little legs. And these are called skinwalkers. And they're all over America. Now, I don't know if they're artificial or if they've been created by aliens or demonic, demonic. 
But this creature that Michelle showed me, it looks demonic. <laughs> but it's definitely originally human. Yeah. D did you, in this particular video, did you see it running away from the dog? No. Um, yes, I did. Yes, yes. Oh, wow. It was hiding. Yes, it was trying to get away from the dog because the dog was, you know, looking at it and trying to go after it and was wondering where the hell it went. It incites fear, doesn't it? It makes you think, ooh. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Now, as I said, um, the military in the scientific side of it had been playing with humans for a very long time and they literally used prisoners who were sentenced to death and, you know, they're not really they're, – they're not put to death. They're put into a coma or a sleep and they take them wherever they take them and they experiment on them. You remember the movie Alien, you know, like um, there's four or five movies and how they had these bodies lying there in one of them and they're all twisted and demented and, oh, just oddly shaped because they're experimenting. Well, the American military and the scientists there have been doing that for years and years and they're still doing it. And these creatures are now running all over America. Now, that's not the only one. I've got to say one more before I go. This other one was walking on a freeway where they stopped, these people stopped and took a film of it. And it looked like some sort of a scorpion, but huge. It was big. And it was very colourful with green. It had a very whipping tail. It had these long legs with these big sort of funny-looking nodules at the end. And I just looked at it and I said, oh, my God, it looks like the face is, like, represents a human face. Well, They've been playing with insects um, of different varieties, and there are large insects with all these legs that are like that nearly are two meters long. So they're playing with humans, and these creatures have either got away or they've been released on purpose. And it's becoming a big concern over in America, apparently. Yeah, so humans are playing with humans. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I just thought I'd share that. So yeah. now they're like they're like artificial, aren't they, in a sense? Yes, yes. And that's when we come back to AI is artificial. But artificial can only be run by what data is being put into their memory banks. And, yes, they can put devices in there like crystals for memory so they can learn from it. But then I read another report by um, StopWorldControl.com, David Soroson, and he believes that in one of in his recent uh, thing he said he believes that AI is not a good thing. He believes they're bringing it out so humans accept it as being good for. Um, gaining intelligence and that type of thing, data. But what he's saying is that eventually when they wipe out all the humans, like 7 billion, they're going to use whatever's left and turn them all into synthetic biology or um, cyborgs so they control them fully. So it makes you really wonder whether it's a positive thing or a negative thing. Yeah, I mean, I would. <laughs> when it comes to you know, if you if you do if you do if I was uh, <laughs> if I was in uh, wanted to take over the world and soon the universe, <laughs> when it came to my ego and how big it could go. When it comes to say controlling all the different things in the world right now, phones, uh, tools, and all the rest, 
it'd be much easier than creating than creating robots to, to you know just basic robots to do this stuff. If you could create if you could manipulate actual people to to do all those things, it would be of advantage to the person who was you know trying to wield all that power. Yes. There are worlds, Michael, I won't go into this part, but I'll just say a little bit about it very quickly. There are worlds in different universes, different realities that have created AI also. And they're probably like, say, several million years ahead of humanity. And they don't create robots because they discovered creating robots was a negative. And we'll get into that. Um, what they did, they created systems where you could draw on knowledge that very intelligent people placed onto databases and they used AI as, how would you say, um, a platform where people could turn around and ask questions and get answers that would solve their problem. To me, that makes a lot more sense than creating AI and then thinking later on we're going to wipe out 7 billion um, humans, and then the rest will be cyborgs. That doesn't make sense mm. because if that's the case, which it is their plan, it's it's proven beyond all doubt. Uh, why would you want that if you're human? You would want to improve the quality of humanity's existence as a being, as a species by offering the AI as a platform like other um, societies in other universes are creating, where you can just go there and ask all these questions or even one question, get the answer where you can then create or fix up a part of your life. To me, that's, that's real intelligence. Yeah, it makes me yeah, it makes me think of yeah. You know, if you could get a, if you could get different robots to do everything for you, eventually you're doing nothing, and you're still right. dealing with your own karma, emotions, and lack of uh, facing your fears and heart and stuff, and therefore exactly you just become a slob that just has no reason for life anyway because everything's done for you with the robot. I mean, that sounds horrible to me compared to feeling good for actually getting on with your life. And there must be many, many. Uh, cultures and civilizations and all the rest out there that have no technology at all and they're completely peaceful and happy right absolutely if people could realize michael that there are trillions of universes and there are millions upon millions of different life forms as species and they are intelligent they are living life without technology and they are peaceful they don't war, they don't kill, they don't rape, they don't murder, and yet they're a balanced society. Look at us here. Mm. You hear about murders every day, people doing vicious murders. Mm. That's because we are unbalanced in our emotions and we've lived emotions for nearly a million years negatively and created mass karma. So we've already kind of covered it a bit, Kentakis, but why is humanity so bent on wanting robots? Money. Mm. It comes always back to the dollar, Michael. If we create, let's just say we're being peaceful, and we're being nice, and we create uh, mass-produce robots, suddenly 
those robots are, how would you say, formatted to do certain jobs and do certain tasks. So people go and buy them and they'll say, oh, great, the robot can mow my grass, trim my hedges. Oh, great, they can wash the dishes. Oh, great, they can polish my shoes. Oh, great, they can put the kids to bed. So there's a market, a want, a need for robots. And they're programmed to do certain things. So you ring up, you say, oh, yes, I need a robot to do this. Oh, you want the, um, the uh, C-Class 17 um, robot. Yes, that'll do all that. No problems. That'll be $3,000, please, or $10,000, please, or $50,000, please. So you sold a robot. That's a business. Because Elon Musk, no disrespect to him, he's brilliant. He's a, he's a very intelligent being. I mean, let's face it. His previous life, he was Nikola Tesla. So, of course he is. He's creating robots, and he wants to mass produce. By mass producing, his idea must be to sell them to the human population. So we'll have robots everywhere. We'll have robots driving cars. Oh, yes, um, James, drive me down to the um, central markets, please. And that's what we'll have, where we take away the things that we normally would do. And that is not a good thing. It is actually a negative thing. Most will say, yes, but just think of it. If the robot does all this work, you'll have all that time to do whatever you want. Mark the words, I guarantee if that ever happens, people will become so bored. Yeah. That's why they want robots, mate. Dollar factor. It's always about the dollar factor. I see. I see. Yeah. And it's, yeah, for sure. Like, just because, I mean, I, I feel sometimes if I need to get from A to B, it'd be great to be able to sit in the car and sleep the entire time. But in the past, if we couldn't do that, you couldn't do that. Life's still okay. It's okay yes. to not have a, a, a luxury in one way or another. Yeah. So my next question is, so is AI a positive or a negative for humanity? Well, we sort of, as you said, we sort of covered that to a degree. I believe there can be a very big positive, and I believe that 100%. The reason I'm saying that is because I've studied many things on Nakaris in the past, and I've now looked into that. I've gone back into my cellular memory, and I've extracted certain information. Now, artificial intelligence is all over Nakaris. They use a little different to how artificial intelligence is created here on Earth and probably other planets. They've created artificial intelligence out of living energy because they have learned how to communicate on an inner level, which vibrates at a certain frequency which is living energy that all things in all universes is created from right from the beginning of that dawn of that moment and they use it to create all that they create no matter what it may be including their massive ships that fly through the universes and their ships are literally living energy formulated 
into what we believe is solid matter. And they are so strong that a hurricane of of meteors could hit it, even without the force field on, and it would repair itself because it's living energy, which it has thought consciousness. Because the one that's running it is thought consciousness, which is a nakaron. If we could look at trying to create our understanding in understanding living energy and utilize its ability, we would grow consciously a thousand times bound. So yes, it can be a positive thing, but the negative side of it, as I stated before, we have to look at who's putting the data in and what is the data saying. It's like a child. If you put the wrong data into a child and it's negative, they will follow a path in life that is negative. That's why I put that last um, episode on the positive and negative aspects of genetic transfer, parent to child. That is the most powerful statement, Michael, because of what's occurring on this planet. We literally are shaping our children's lives 100%. Some in a 100% positive way. Percentage-wise, at least 85% in a negative way. If we communicate and give everybody a psych test on this planet, we would be shocked in what form of emotions come out because of the conditioning, because of the negative experiences we've each had throughout our incarnations. So, to an- sorry, to answer your question, yes, a positive, yes, also a negative. Right, and did the- you spoke about the Nakarans and their ship and their technology. Do they ever create robots in the sense of what we think of physical robots? No. No, they've never needed to go down that path. They've created their own sort of robot out of living energy. It works with them. It's within us, around us. Every breath we take, we are taking in living energy. So what we're taking in also is thought consciousness from that living energy. And when it enters our being and goes throughout our blood into our brain, if we are consciously aware as a being, it will enhance our human brain. It will enhance the opening to our mind. It will enhance the opening from the mind to the soul. And that's a big leap in consciousness. So what kind of robotics did the Nakarans manufacture and for what purpose? Okay, this is going to be a a, a difficult one to, how would you say, to describe the actual contents. But just imagine, just imagine that you're in this building that's probably five football fields and probably like four to five hundred feet tall. And it's just an open space with buildings on the outer edge all the way around. And they're like an office, a designing room, whatever it may be. In between, 
there are these massive paddlings of floors with big open spaces. They, with a Nakaron, put their hands on a computer that is like light. And they know exactly what to do, what to press. They just touch it. And they enter in certain codes, which the living energy then formulates it. And you look up and what you see suddenly is a panel being manifested into physical reality. It may be the front part of a ship's of a ship, a spaceship. Then they'll put in another one because what they've got in front of them is the whole design of that ship. And they're placing panel in panel in panel, 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 panel. And it just goes on and on until the ship or the outer skull is finished. Once that's completed, they can then see transparently within that ship and they create all the different levels. It may have 10 levels, it may have 15, it may have two, but they create it. The way their ships are run now, which is mind-blowing to anyone that doesn't understand living energy, that ship is controlled by thought consciousness by a Nakaron. It'll be several Nakarons. If one Nakaron was killed in battle, say, there would be another to take that place. And they can literally, through their thoughts, simply project into that paneling that drives that ship, and that ship will respond automatically and travel at the speed of light or 10 times or 20 times the speed of light. It will stop suddenly. The people inside will not even be moved a centimetre. It'll be just like a little thud because the centrifugal force that is, with, that is on the outside of the ship is exactly identical to the centrifugal force that's within the ship. So it literally holds you in place and that's living energy. So the motors, there's none. The old ships used to have propulsion systems that worked brilliantly with living energy. Now, the entire ship is intelligence to the max. And the thoughts from a Nakaron activate that ship to drive in any directions, forward, backwards, sideways, up, down, whatever. And even when it's going to shoot out pure light, to destroy whatever's in front. It just says shoot, and it knows exactly what it's going to shoot out. They do have hand controls as well, don't they? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Because that's teaching people. That's like teaching the Charons from the beginning. You can bring them up out of the floor, hand controls, yes. And there are the Charons that prefer to, to use the manual system, yes. It's quite interesting to watch because I viewed it. I remember when, look, I have to tell this little very quick story. I remember when um, Kanag, because he's such a brute, um, he's my brother, Kanag, and he's now um, living what is called, as we know here on the earth, the fifth dimension. And he can transform himself just by walking and come down into what is called a third dimension, but it's nearly a fourth dimension now and become basically physical, but with no physical organs. And he can control. He's got an army of 10, 10 million um, um, 
warriors and and each of us actually used to have that when we're back on that planet when you say each of us you mean the four sons the four children of yakas kardas that's right kalusha nakaris yourself and kanag and kanag the funny thing is when kanag first learned how to how to um drive say a big ship without the manual controls he was lost <laughs> It was so funny. I remember Kalusha laughing her head off and he turns around. He says, do not laugh at me. It is distracting me. He'd go like that. <laughs> and it was just so funny, you know, like I would start laughing and he would just give me that look. And I would just say, project your thoughts, project your thoughts. And the ship would suddenly go bang forward, bang backwards. Right. And it was so hilarious. But now he's an expert. Wow. And so uh, early on, he must he was an expert with the hand controls, the left and right hand controls. Yes. He knew how he could drive a massive warship or a massive transport ship through a complete meteor shower, knowing where the big meteors were and better being hit by the small ones because they wouldn't do any damage, not to their ships anyway. Any other ship in many universes, especially planet Earth, would be like bullets going through their ship because their hull is so um, thin. It's it's not strong. It's to withstand, say, that type of um, destruction. It would destroy the ship completely. But he was so good at it. He would just, with manual control, you just feel the ship turn to the left, go down, come back up again, go over to the right, and he would miss them all. It was just so so brilliant as a as a as a pilot. Yeah. So AI. This is the answer, Michael. Um, the to the to the question is AI a positive or negative for humanity? This is the answer. It depends on the society. It depends on their beliefs and conditioning, but mainly their fearful experiences from lifetime to lifetime. With humanity, it's very sad for the amount of wars. That have occurred 157,000 in that time, in 928,000 years, and that's a lot. So it was a warring planet here for a very long time. And what's really more interesting, I'm going millions of years back when Nasatea, when he was here, he created more wars than um, the Mongolian um, um, Genghis Khan. He's like, he was like Genghis Khan, but he was a much more robust type person and he would crash crash through his enemies. He fought nearly in every war until he got to a point where he couldn't war anymore himself. When you say he fought, what was he like a normal, normal humanoid type physicality? Yes, yes, but very but he, he looked like he actually looked like, you know, the um uh, this, this, the, the movies, uh, what's his name, uh, The Hulk. Yeah. Well, he wasn't that tall, but he was like that. His arms were so robust. His legs were robust. The muscular structure was just incredible. It was just mind-blowing. And he was like that his entire life. And he had many lives. And I wouldn't be surprised if that if that thing is living today somewhere on this planet Earth. And if it is, it'll be damn evil. That's for sure. <laughs> just for people to, just to clarify for people, this is 
this is an existence that happened well before our humanity was here on Long, Earth, right? Yeah, several million years. Yeah. And the ones who, who, who and and the ones who were responsible for all that were the armor gods. They were an alien race who never fought wars, but they had um um you know like um, power to to fight wars, but they didn't like fighting wars. They got others to fight their wars for them because what they were into was um, removing as much from the planet when it came to say um, chemicals. They were after like the gold, the silver, um, especially titanium, especially titanium, because titanium is self-healing within itself as a metal. It's it's like um, graphene oxide. Graphene oxide comes from graphite, and it's an industrial product. But now, I won't I won't say that now. I'll say that later on because that's in apparently in part of the questions I believe you're going to ask. So I'll leave that part go at the moment. But he was a brute. Yeah, wow. So there are things that I have read about depopulating most of humanity, like what you have already expressed in our episodes, taking out 7 billion humans and the ones that are left, turning them into cyborgs, being half human and half robots. Is that actual fact? Actual fact, yes, yes. Actual fact. Um, they're creating, as we had an episode on synthetic um, biology. Now, let's let's just jump a little deeper. There are just over seven, seven and a half billion humans on this planet. Have a guess how, how many are becoming synthetic biology. Have a guess. Well, becoming, it's, it's I mean, it's, it's speaking of the vax, it'll be definitely more than 50%. Yeah, it's about. Um, let, let's just let's be generous and just let's say seventy percent, maybe seventy-five. So you have roughly seventy to seventy-five percent of humanity that have been vaxxed. Some vaxxed twice, some with boosters. Now within within that um, those vaxxers, it is proven beyond all doubt, and I mean beyond all doubt by certain scientists on this planet who love humanity, who are really genuine scientists, who aren't maniacs, um, <laughs> who are not sick in the head because they're being paid large amounts of money and lifestyle to do such evil upon humanity. And this is an actual reality. So what we have is 70 to 75% of people who have been vaxxed. Those people are going through what they call a process. Most people don't realize what is that process or what is in the vaxxers. As Anna Marie, she's a doctor and scientist, she states just recently that she believes 100% what is in the vaxxers is nanotechnology graphene oxide, and a product which I may not be saying the word correct, so please forgive me. It's like the word halogon or halogen or something like that, which is a rubbery substance. And what it does when it goes into the body, it grows. It joins like atoms. And it goes into the vein structure where the blood flows and literally will clog 
that artery, the main arteries always. And some of them have been up to two meters long because people who, who say um, coroners, they have extracted all those arteries in people for a reason. I'm not sure the real reason, but it must have something to do with draining all the blood out of the body. Well, so the body can be kept longer. So within those actual veins, they have found this sort of product called halogen, which is a rubber substance. That's what causes cardiac arrest blood clots, even in the human brain, because these mad people, the so-called elite criminals, especially the pharmaceutical companies, have found a way of getting into the back door of the human brain. By doing that, they are learning to self-assemble and eventually totally take over your blood where you are no longer classed or classified as being human. If you go on to Anna Marie by looking her up, I'm sure you'll come across it. I'll say her, I'll say her right name at the end because I think it's Anna Maria Michaela, but Michaela's spelled differently. A-N-A Maria, Ma, Ma, something like Michaela, but different spelling. I'll say it at the end, yeah. Okay. Well, she, she's actually proven beyond all doubt what's actually happening. And yes, in the vaccines, there is graphene oxide. Graphene oxide is magnetic. And if you actually um, get some graphene oxide and place it on the table and you get your 5G phone and run it in a circle or sideways, it will literally draw itself all together in a club, like, you know, like, like a ball, and it will come towards the phone. You can move the phone in any directions and it will follow you. Close, that is. That's what's in your body. 100%, no doubt. Proven, 100%. That graphene oxide, as I said before, is a byproduct of graphite, which is an industrial product. The funny thing about graphene oxide, which some refer to as, as I believe, and I could be wrong here, but it doesn't really matter because it's all the same thing, is like a spike protein. It self-assembles. And when it enters every blood drop within your body, your whole blood under a microscope will change completely. And this little nanotechnology or spike protein will take over little by little by little by little by little. And eventually, you'll become what is called synthetic biology. And that is their purpose. Because being synthetic biology, they can control you through your 5G phone. 100% guaranteed. Well, eventually, yeah, that's the aim, isn't it? That's the aim. That's mm. the aim. Not, not to mention, it isn't just the aim, but you don't know right now what advertising or whatever else right now is literally being sent like radio waves kind of Yes. Yeah. Yes. They can literally pinpoint you. Now, the interesting factor, what's also discovered just recently is an antenna, a micro antenna. And... Um, Anna Maria, she, um, under her special microscope, she enhanced it. And what it is, it's like a little round cylinder. And there's lots of them inside your body. And it's growing. 
That's nanotechnology. Sorry, so the, there's parts of it become little antennas that grow within you as well. They show it over a length of time um, on these different photos under a microscope that it's growing at an alarming rate. And that will identify who you are and exactly where you are through your 5G mobile phone. But nobody will ever tell you that. And everybody out there will just say that I'm silly. But that's okay because, you see, I believe in the truth, only the truth. I don't believe in illusion or grey areas of life. And the Charon will only speak the truth. And that's why they're such a loving race. You can trust them 100% beyond all doubt. They will always do the best thing for you. Never do anything negative against you. You can't, on this planet, bring a stranger into your home and trust them. Do you believe that, Michael? I don't trust anything 100%, but I do know what you're, you're saying, yes. Yeah. The, the world has changed. And because all those people who have been injected are becoming synthetic biology, basically artificial in a way, you are no longer human. And all your emotions and feelings of heart will no longer exist. And eventually you'll be fully controlled. The worst thing is you don't know it. You don't know it. Mm. That's, that's so true. And what I said before at the beginning of the episode is this Anna Marie with other doctors and scientists around the world who are working so heavily to try and find a solution for us. They have found a solution and they are using it and it is working. And people... From one example, where this person, as I said, had, had all these issues from the injections, they are now back to normal. Their blood is back to normal. They have no more nanotechnology in them. So it's working. So there is a remedy. So there is what many would call as hope. Well, I don't say hope because hope is a negative and it leads to hopelessness. What I say is fate, trust. Because there is trust and there is faith, if you believe it. Faith, that's what i got to say, faith. So there is an answer to it. But what Michael just asked as a question, yes, they do want to eliminate 7 billion human people and turn the rest into cyborgs or synthetic biology. The real reason you'd have to be them to actually know why but to me there's only one answer it's alien intervention and anyone that says there is no such thing as aliens well they're just arrogant that's all it is just arrogancy because there are ufos sighted all over the world every day there was one recently in the thunderstorm. People were looking up into the sky and suddenly there was this massive ship. Massive. It appeared because of the lightning. The thunder came or the, the lightning came first, then the thunder came and the clouds changed their colour and there was a ship. One of them that they saw looked like a dragon, but it wasn't a dragon, it was a spaceship. So aliens exist. I know that 
And that, that particular spaceship was there to draw energy from the lightning. Absolutely. For sure. That's how a lot of the aliens actually, um, how would you say, beat up their um, power in their ships is through lightning. Yeah, it's energy. But, you know, Michael, what's really more interesting is, i got to say this now because I'm going to forget it if I don't, or I might bypass it. We are a species of human. We're physical, from what we believe physical matter to be. But let's look at it deeper. Okay, you have a body. That's physical matter. You have an etheric that's energy around your body, about two inches wide, three inches wide. Then you have an aura of living energy all around you. But you also have what is called an emotional body. But you also have a spirit. Your spirit will exist forever unless your soul decides to draw the spirit back up into the soul and move on. But your spirit is basically immortal. Your physical's not. The rest of you's not. But your spirit, your mind, your consciousness, your soul is forever. You are living energy. And you have some very unique abilities. And this is what you're not taught. I would love to do a, a mass seminars, seminars, sorry, seminars, to teach every human on this planet how to transform into your thought consciousness. Still being human, naturally, but I'm saying to grow beyond what you are to take away that, that cloud of, of, say, grey energy that's been around humanity for so long because of what's occurred in the past and to allow you to think on a conscious level, to become self-aware of your surroundings, to know that you can travel spiritually anywhere in the universe that you can make contact with other alien beings that are of a positive nature and learn and bring that knowledge into humanity, whether it's spiritual or whether it's simply technology. That's what Elon Musk has done. He's got all that knowledge of technology within his cellular memory, especially, there's two, especially as an Acaron, because that's what he was, a personal friend to Yarkas Carters, hundreds of thousands of years ago. And he's also got Nikola Tesla. All that knowledge. And we, as human, within us, have a greatness of knowledge within our cellular memory. And if we are taught how to communicate with that knowledge, we can bring that knowledge out and transform humanity so far beyond what we are today and put positive, powerful energies into our children. So no longer are they clones of us. 
if we grow beyond being a clone of our father and our grandparents, we then allow the children to grow beyond us as individuals. And they bring out knowledge that is pure and positive. That's how humanity will grow. And there are those on this planet that can teach that. For sure. And and as you've said in many episodes before, just by finding your way to your heart out of the past and out of the future, you can teach yourself finding your way back can be a very simple formula. Absolutely. Well, coming back to my next question, because it was really wonderful to hear you say that that positive stuff can tug us. Let's go down again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So when it comes to who's doing this in the government and why, how will they accomplish such a huge task of mass genocide, of eliminating all of humanity, so to speak? Okay. Well, It's going to be a horrible way to answer this, I suppose, but they've already done it. Unless we change what's occurred to us now and grow up and say enough is enough. I've got to say this outright. Every government on this planet, and I believe there's anything from 164 to 192, who have signed an agreement of some form with the World Health Organization and the United Nations to follow their lead because they will become um, the one world government. And every government that's in place will follow their ruling. And yet the the World Health Organization is a company. Um, It's not even a government of any form. Why would would governments listen to, to these idiots? Because that's what they are. They've created mass murder on this planet. Over 20 million, if not 22 million humans have been murdered so far with the vaxxers. 100%. But everyone's keeping it. If people could get into the Medicare system all over the world and find out actual deaths, it would horrify them to what's actually occurring. That's the really funny part. And what's more interesting, in 2022, there's, there's um, a nurse who, who discovered the truth of what's happening in hospitals all over the world, but especially in America. And she states that the hospitals were announcing that they were turning away people because the hospitals were inundated with too many people. And apparently at the same time, this nurse noticed that there were dozens and dozens and dozens of vacant beds. They were just turning people away because they were told to by the hierarchies. And also the hierarchies told them, all the administration staff, especially the um, leading doctors and head nurses, that if you don't follow the protocol, you'll be sacked on the spot. And that's why so many people died from the protocols. This is what this nurse was saying to that Steve Kernish, um, who's also on the internet um, um, putting out so much truth about what is actually occurring. So that's really sad, isn't it? Mm. But 
Michael, to your question, they are already accomplishing it because they've given out, you know, to the whole humanity, 70 to 75%. And they still want to push it. They want to create a pandemic in 2024. Oh, but and the momentum already. So many people are believing they, they need yeah. as many vaccines as possible. It's the only way. And it's it's all lies. Every government that we have at this moment is against us as a species. And you've got to ask yourself why. Why would governments do that? Well, it's got to come back to one thing. They've been promised that they'll be the ones that will run the country or the ones that will get millions of dollars or hundreds of millions of dollars they'll be looked after. What they don't realize is it's alien intervention. And when the 7 billion people are depopulated from this planet, they'll also be part of it. They'll be depopulated. It's all a lie. Every piece of it. It's like America. We've spoken about this. They created COVID-19. They, gave, they painted it. They gave it to the Chinese to distribute. Before you knew it, there was um, um, a ship in Sydney, New South Wales, in Australia, that got in and I think 17 or so many people had COVID-19. And suddenly they were let out amongst the population. And before you knew it, the whole world was covered in COVID-19, which is impossible. They've never had a pandemic before. And yet we've had flus that have killed 26,000 people a year in Australia, like SARS and all that, which was created also by the Americans. So you've got to ask yourself, you know, what is going on? Well, maybe it might be a good question to then to say, well, who is actually really, who is really behind all this? We've spoken about the governments being manipulated. We've spoken about how they manipulate us, but really... What's really deep down? Who is actually behind such evil? Originally, I believe it goes back 452 years ago. That's where it all started with an alien race that landed here on this planet. I've I know him as Maltama, and he is in my book. And he has the ability to do some pretty amazing things when it comes to technology, science. He has a machine that rejuvenates his entire cellular structure, and it's only for him. He's incorporated through genetic engineering certain um, beings of his nature into family lines like the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, the Morgans, the Black Rocks, um, the Vanguards, um, especially um, Bill Gates. And originally their DNA was alien. But now it's human, and they're doing all his bidding. There is a demonic force that's causing all of this in such a negative way. And the Rothschilds are amongst the most negative. They eat people. They are cannibals. And I believe there is a very, very strong connection to alien intervention and I think the placement from him through his own kind originally and becoming human had become so wealthy that they run the entire world. But they're evil and they're causing all this. Now, again, ask yourself, then why is it that they want to wipe out all those people? Because they can't fight, Michael. 
They don't have the ability to fight us. They wouldn't succeed and they would probably get wiped out. So what they're doing is they're manipulating our thoughts. They're manipulating our entire existence by dumbing us out to reality, to the truth, and keeping us so low in consciousness that we don't wake up to it. There was a movie, and I have been trying to find it, that was created probably 35 years ago. This movie was really intriguing. What it had was these buildings that were cities changed their shape every 24 hours. And the civilization that was on there were artificial. I'll explain a bit more, but they were artificial. In other words, synthetic biology of their former self. And every 24 hours, so they kept the momentum going so nobody came suspicious, their entire life changed. Suddenly they were down the road um, in another life, life form. Suddenly they were down over here in another life form. The buildings were changing all the time. But what was really interesting, some people were waking up and trying to spread the truth. And what it was, was an alien intervention on all of humanity. And they placed most of humanity in this massive vacuum. It was so monstrously, monstrously large <laughs> that around the outer crust were all these little um, glass panels that opened up. And what was inside was the original body of everyone that was within this illusion and living and thinking that was their life. But they were synthetic biology, just like they're doing now. Isn't it interesting? Trying to create synthetic biology in the same format. But what was more interesting is a lot of these bodies had tubes running out of them everywhere. And there were legs that were rotting, arms that were rotting, bodies that were bloating up. They were on the verge of death. And when they died, eventually, whoever the entity was as synthetic biology on that planet, they also just vanished into nothingness. So this was based on the movie. And what they discovered at the end was on the rim of their city was like a false wall that had all this advertising on it. But nobody ever became suspicious, Michael, because they were doing every 24 hours a total change. So you never had the time to recognize that, hey, I'm repeating my life over and over again. So that's interesting. But what happened, three people got away and they got to the outer rim. And when they got to the outer rim and they took off some of this material, it was actually a glass-type dome that was so monstrous in size. And outside was space, planets. And what they were sitting on was part of a planet that this entire city was living on. And that was the movie. Now, we would say that's really science fiction. But if we are honest from our heart, 
And that's the only place you can come from to be honest and truthful. We would recognize a similarity happening right now. If you listen around Australia today, you will hear ambulances every 15 minutes or half an hour. And suddenly there are, there are so many. It's just incredible. They go all day. But when they leave the property where they go to, and I've seen it, Michael, myself in Toowoomba, they don't leave with the sirens going because the person's dead. So there are more people now dying around the world in Australia from the, from the actual vaccines, but they are so desperately trying to keep it quiet. Here's another point for people to look at while we're talking about this. This is old news, but we didn't speak about it very much. In 1974, a man by the name of Bob Hawke, which was the Prime Minister of Australia at one time, and Paul Keating. Now, I think I've said this, but Bob Hawke's now perished. He's gone. But Paul Keating's still alive. They signed an agreement with the American government in Washington, D.C. in 1974 by selling the sovereign of Australia to America. The sovereignty, I should say. And they also registered the Australian government as a corporation, a company. Now, I know I've mentioned this, but let's mention it again. To my knowledge, when it comes to law in Australia, under the Constitution of Australia, no corporation has the legal right to run a corporation as a government in Australia or any, any, any country. So they have been running the Australian government as a corporation since 1974, which is illegal, which is fraudulent. And everyone that is associated to the Australian government right now is also illegal and fraudulent. What needs to be done is brave lawyers getting together, lots of them, and sue all the people that are involved in the present government and previous government and previous government and charge them with terrorism because that's what it is, terrorism tyranny of the Australian people, of every nation on earth. They are desperately trying for people not to know this. And you know, the funny thing is, Michael, the only day I got another delivery from Temu, and this guy that delivered it is an elderly gentleman, um, retired and really nice man, and his wife's lovely. And because we've had so many parcels come, um, they were very grateful because they said it paid for their Christmas food and everything like that, <laughs> which was really lovely. No, it was a beautiful thing. And he said something to me the other day about he's very concerned about, um, I think he said his, his, his daughter and I think the kids, they're sick again. They're always getting sick. They never used to be. And I said, well, it's because of the sprays. He said, what do you mean? You mean like in the foods? I said, no. Um, all the sprays in the air. I th they're doing it all over the world. 
and they're doing it in Australia, but they're denying it. I said, I come across a guy who came across a site, which was government, that showed, and he was horrified, he showed all these different diseases of chemicals being sprayed in America. Mm. And they had children's diseases from the past. And now suddenly there's children's diseases coming back in Australia and around the world. In Africa and Japan, there's a real issue. And I'm just not 100% sure what it is in, in Japan, but it's a real issue with children. Some new thing that's really affecting a lot of children. Chemtrails have been going on for years and years. And what it is, it's a massive plane, military plane with massive cylinders. And they fly over an area and they turn the sprays on automatically and they spray out all these chemicals and it's keeping people sick, making people sick. Diabetes has increased 10 times fold. And that's not natural. Now, we all know diabetes. Okay, where does diabetes come from? It comes from excess sugar. People will laugh at me, science people especially, but deep down they know it's true. Sugar is a toxic poison, especially if it's been chemicalized through its process. Raw sugar is more safer than any sugar on the earth, but not in excess. It will cause, and if not through you, it'll go through your child and they will have diabetes. And it's a proven fact, but it's all kept quiet. So you've got to ask yourself the reason. Now come to water. How many years ago did they start putting fluoride into water for the benefit of the people? That's ages, hey? How many years was it? Oh, it's got to be at least, what, 50 years, 60 years? I could be wrong, but it'll be interesting to find out. Mm. I don't care who they are scientifically, um, professionally, they're wrong. Fluoride is a toxic poison and it affects the nervous system of the human body so badly. It causes problems in the brain. Hey, Kentakis. Yeah. Can I actually mention that um, I've actually noticed uh, a few doctors online now, sorry, dentists online that are avidly against fluoride. They're saying just what you say. Yes, It's absolutely. great to see the dentists being like, yeah, I'm a good dentist and don't, don't have fluoride. Don't use it in any way. No. My sister, and I've said this before, my sister 100% died um, not from her own death. I can explain that another way, which was not a good way. Um, but she became basically a paraplegic because she, as a child and as a teenager, as an adult, was eating fluoride tablets like they were lollies and cleaning her teeth and swallowing, believing it was going to clean out her stomach, mm. the fluoride of the toothpaste. She caused her nervous system to break down, and first her legs went, then her arms went, then her bowels went, and then her body went. And she was put in a nursing home because she couldn't walk anymore. She couldn't eat under her own um, strength. And all she could do was shake her head very slightly. Her nervous system was gone, basically. And that was definitely fluoride. 
There is information on the internet that I had originally, and I believe it's been taken down. Maybe it might be up there. But the negative effects of um, fluoride in the human body, there's over 60 different serious illnesses that it creates. And that's a real problem. And you've got to ask yourself, why would a government approve that? Why? Because the health department said they're more corrupt than anyone. <laughs> yeah. God almighty. You know how many doctors are corrupt in Australia because they're threatened by the government not to say a word against the covert injections, but to promote it and they'll be looked after. And if they don't, they'll lose their license or be sacked and never be able to practice being a doctor again. What government would do that? Mm. Yeah, an evil government. Yeah, an evil government. Yeah. Uh, what if it wasn't evil? Let's say if these billionaires were balanced in their heart and had no hatred and wanted to improve humanity's life in all ways and make and they made robots that would be of service to humanity, would that not be a good thing for service, like a positive thing? That would be 100% positive for conscious evolution, yes, in humanity. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and that can come about, Michael, if we get the right people. I believe in my own self, 100% being Nakaron and being Nakaron um, hundreds and hundreds of times and being a scientist and a doctor many, many times, I believe that if we look at a species and if we say we are going to grow as a spiritual being with technology, and we're going to create robots or we're going to create AI, artificial intelligence, for the betterment of humanity. And we're going to remove all governments because all governments do is once they get into power is do the opposite to what they promised. And they act as if they are the God and they're not. Is, is it even like, yeah, yeah, because it just makes me think just on, on that line, because you've said that before, it could even be that they have good intentions when they start off, right? Yes. They like, as they're thinking, oh, I'll be a politician, I can help make a positive change for my community, right? They might have good intentions, but then as they get further and further up, it just gets more twisted. That's right. And they suddenly um, live a lifestyle that's so far above anybody else. They don't understand the hardship. There are so many people, Michael, at this moment, because of what happened in 2019 with the um, pan the so-called pandemic, that have lost their homes, that can't even afford to pay rent, can't get rent. And that, to me, is one of the most horrible acts as a government. That should never happen. Homes should be built so they can be rented by the government to help the people, but they're not. They're trying to make it harder and harder, and they're trying to throw off what they're doing so they rely on something else that may be negative. And normally it's about disinformation. The only disinformation is from the government because they are the conspirators that are connected to the World Health Organization and the UN through the pharmaceutical companies up to the higher elites of the cabal. And they have one purpose. And their plan is to wipe out 7 billion humans off this planet and turn the rest into to cyborgs 
and synthetic biology. Whatever the reason, which I think is absolutely ludicrous, it's theirs. But they have no right to judge who's going to live and who's going to die. We as humans are divinity. We are not just four quadrillion cells. And then we have a flesh body that's got organs inside, which is it's an amazing miracle that we can literally walk and breathe air and live and think. We should be treated in a much more highly respected order as an intelligent species and grow consciously, but we're not. We're used, we're murdered, we're raped. Our children are raped by these pathetic, sick, perverted pedophiles that should be eliminated immediately. They should not exist within our society. And now they're trying to bring in this um, pedophilia into young children. So they create the next generation into pedophiles. That's what Hitler did when he took over a million children from the parents without their consent and then created them through brainwashing. And that created his army. It makes it makes me think, Kataka, just before I get into my next question, that, yeah, like this, this uh, well, brainwashing, really, that's been happening since the reptilian that Maltama came 452 years ago. Like it, it leads to, say, you know, the negative experiences that we can have from lifetime to lifetime. And it's, and it's just throughout all these incarnations, we're still, it's not just this, for instance, this vax that is the problem. It's not that at all. Like, well, it's not, not that it's not that at all, but it's like this, um, bad dream that's been happening because of Motama has been happening for a while, hasn't it? Yes, it has. Incarnation after incarnation. And that, that type of being and all those that are associated with them should be all gathered together, put into a massive dome and released the creatures that I could create when I leave this body and make them experience the pain that they have caused so many humans on this planet in losing their children and having their children used as sex objects thousands of times in their lifetime. Raping babies, raping Ugh. toddlers. I mean, come on. Stop, stop. <laughs> How sick is that? Yeah, it's sick to hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, but like by punishing them, the spirit learns, oh, I shouldn't do this because that hurts to do it. Yes. Yeah. That's what you taught me that, that, that actually punishing the, the spirit. So the spirit knows, oh, oh, don't, I better not do this in the future. Absolutely. That's the only way they learn. A mass murderer needs to be tortured in the same manner that he actually tortured his victims. So he learns and the spirit learns it is not acceptable. This BS of law on this earth is ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous, because there is no justice. He gets put into a prison. He's looked after for, say, 30 or 40 years. And sometimes they get out. They do exactly the same thing. Cause more harm and pain to the innocent. That is not right. That is not acceptable. And in another 140 to 180 years, Michael, it will not be acceptable. It'll be wiped out instantly. 
Yeah, it sounds like words, doesn't it? But 140 years, Michael, to 180 years is not a long time because the same people who are born now will be reincarnated. And maybe, maybe my father, Yarkas, he may wave his hand over humanity and give them the insight to their cellular memory. And if that's the case, they will then know 100% what happened in the past as true reality. And they will learn to understand the only way you can get a society to grow consciously is to remove the evil. And it's got nothing to do with religion. Because you're not actually free to, to try and balance out your own karma, are you? No. Not really. Like you, yeah. Like that was my next question. Like about, you, you know, you want to, you, here you are thinking, yeah, no, I want to just work with my own karma. And then you're thinking, gosh, all this is coming upon me, but it's, it's from them. It's not, it's not like, it's not, I don't deserve, you, you don't deserve this, do you? People, no. people don't deserve what's coming to them. People do not deserve what these elites, so-called elites, I don't, I don't like the word elite because um, I still can't think of a word what to call them, actually, to be honest. Um, they are the worst. And, and having cannibals on this planet eating children and sacrificing babies and drinking their blood, it boils my blood to a point where I would just love Father to come now and wipe them all out, 100%. You know, you know, Michael, don't get me wrong, I'll say this because nobody can do anything about it. It's taken me over 52 years of my human existence on this planet to, to grow in my own thought consciousness and to create what I've created in spirit world. And it's only just recent that I actually created a building that stands 287 feet tall and it has everything built within it. And then to create a dome, I had this thought to create a dome in spirit world so large that it would house many criminals. And then to create through manifestation magic by recreating these creatures that are now extinct, that Multama created in the first place on Shikani. But to have them be recreated amongst those evil garbage and do exactly to them what they have done to all the children on earth through their sickness of perversion. Can you imagine the pain that they will go through? Mm. I can. And I think it's brilliant because the longer they're there, the quicker they'll learn that they cannot do that to a society. It's not acceptable to rape babies, to, to kill them, to eat them, to drink their blood in any sense whatsoever, to cause pain so badly to the parents and the parents knowing that that's what happened. That is really bad as a society. And so you noticed like in Spirit World just recently, you told me that you went into the dome and, oh, there's more in here. Yes, Yes, now I've got 57 now. As I said, I only had three or th between three and four, I think, at the, at the beginning. But I'm not aware that I'm putting them in there, but I know that I'm doing it spiritually. See, I want to say that. That's one of the things, like, people that have been listening to this podcast, they know that your ability to leave your body and have experiences is quite, I mean, I, I know it's quite 
quite profound, quite quite amazing. But one of the things that we haven't mentioned yet is you you know that sometimes you split yourself off and go in many different directions, and sometimes things happen that you're totally not conscious of yourself doing. That's true. Now, there's a reason for that, so it doesn't create any form of confusion because I'm still growing as a being, Michael. I mean, God, like my father's been around for 19 billion with a B, billion years in his own evolution. And as I said before, he comes from a planet um, with the beings there that were called Cybecupa, and they were the giants, and they were the ones that created all the illusion of the gods in the skies, the heavens, because they were so tall. They stand between 12 to 15 foot tall, and they just played humanity. It was really sad. All your that. father, your father, totally grew out of all of that. Oh, he never got involved in that, mate. He was he was always um, searching um, for divinity within himself. He was that way inclined, and he just spent most of his life as a scientist, as a teacher, and he even played the game, like pretended to play the game, so they wouldn't kill him, because they eventually became, how would you say, so angry within themselves, they became so bored that they end up killing each other. And only a few survived and got off the planet. And they're the ones that eventually played all the silly games on humanity. And humanity fell for it, pretending to be gods, sun gods, earth gods, water gods. It was a load of BS. And they had the ability to create the most amazing holograms. And I mean amazing they, they would look real. They could create cities in the sky that looked solid on clouds. And people used to look up and see them. Wow. It's recorded in history even, I believe. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, that's that. How do, well, considering we're coming close to the end, maybe could you, uh, with the Saipekipa, which, by the way, is an episode we did uh, earlier on, uh, how about their experiences with AI? Uh, are you are you saying to me, um, did they have AI? Yeah, like in robots and stuff, because obviously they no, got to no, the point no, where... No, no hmm. they never had anything to do with AI or robots. What they did have was the ability to create, um, through mechanics, um, the, the most amazing um, holograms that look so real, interactive. And what was really amazing, Michael, is that they were like actors. They could be in their ship. This is funny. They could be in their ship right, playing out the part while the hologram being on the clouds or standing on the buildings on the floor were playing out exactly the same part. That's how brilliant their holograms were. Do you understand what I'm actually like saying? A, like a puppet that's absolutely... Yes. Yeah, yeah. the puppets inside the... Oh, sorry, the, the real ones inside the spaceship and the puppets outside were holograms. Wow. And it was it was reflections of them playing out the parts. It's like a film script. And that's what they were doing. That's how they created, through mechanics, their holograms. And they were the best at it. And that's why it fooled humanity back then. Which was only worse for their own karma. It was just all ego. Absolutely. And now, now, on their original planet, which is so far away, I'm talking billions of um, light years, um, that planet now is basically dead. And it's never had another life form on it. But... Where they are now, which is still billions of light years from planet Earth, the ones that got away have rebuilt their civilization and they're into technology, but not AI. 
They're still into the holograms, but they're doing it for a loving purpose. They've changed their entire philosophy. And even Father, he visits them because he's been the teacher to them to change their ways. And he showed them what happened on their original home planet, which was quite amazing. And that literally transformed all of them into another way of thinking. So they still exist. They're 12 foot, 15 foot tall, built like brick toilets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I said that nicely. You did. Well done. Yes. G-rated. This is G-rated. <laughs> 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 oh, well, we've reached the final question and I've got to read it right now. What does it say? The podcast episode we did recently called The Positive and Negative Aspects of Genetic Transfer, as in from parent to child. Would you say that every human person needs to listen to it? And what would be the reason or benefit or even the outcome? Okay. The reason I would like everyone to listen to that is not because I was the speaker or you were the interviewer. I'm coming from my heart because I love humanity. i got to be honest, I do not love the evil that's on here. If I could destroy it today, I would, 100%. So humanity has a chance to transform from what is now to a being that has thought consciousness in own self-awareness. And that is always a big possibility. I believe humanity has an opportunity to grow beyond what they are if they say enough is enough and wake up and stop the evil that is going on this planet by wiping out all those families that have caused so much hardship and mass murder on this planet. All the cabal, all the terrorists, we don't need any of that crap anymore. What we need is stability in growth as a human being. At the moment, I can't call humanity human beings. No way in the world, because they're not. What I can say, you are human animals. And you have the opportunity to become a feeling being with your heart to grow into a human being. And if you can feel with your heart now, then you're on the right road to becoming a human being. And that's when you grow consciously, really consciously. The reason I want you to listen to that podcast, the positive and negative aspects of genetic transfer from parent to child, is because we have been doing a negative to our children in every single lifetime. We're passing on the same garbage experiences of negativity through our genetics, our blood, onto our children. Why? Well, the father's sperm, all the characteristics in there, the mother's blood. The child is within the mother's womb for, say, nine months. And the blood that flows through, the mother is flowing through the child. So every experience the mother has, the child has. And as the child grows through social conditioning, because it's not a negative, sorry, it's not a positive when it comes to social conditioning. It's actually a negative because we're trying to transform children to think in a certain way, just like Hitler did to those million children, but in a more lesser, how would you say, um, responsive way. And eventually, we'll be so conditioned, but that's all we'll ever be. 
is a human animal with a logical brain and we can't think beyond the logical brain because we don't even know what the mind is because the mind is separate. We'll never even know, never understand what the soul is. But in that episode, it really explains what you're transferring and how you can change it. And it begins with you as a human. And what I want to see in the future is every human changing their thought patterns and dealing with their emotions, especially the negative ones. And when you get this really strong urge to do something horrifically negative, stop yourself and don't do it. And what you'll find in that moment of your existence is change. You've literally broken the barrier to change. And as you go through life, it'll happen more and more, and the change will happen more and more. If you tell yourself every day, I am a good human being. I am a loving human being. I am learning to come from the heart, not the ego. You will find you will grow and grow and grow consciously. So when my father comes in 140 to 180 years, he'll look at you and say, wow, you are such a beautiful race of beings. That would be his words. And you know, he will make humanity, oh, how would I put it? He will help humanity progress. He will give you the language of Sanskrit, which has no vulgarness. It will, it will teach you things that you've never, ever known. It will teach you another form of intelligence because it's a form of living energy. And when you learn to understand that you are living energy, that you breathe in living energy every moment of every breath, and if you can grow from what you're breathing in consciously, you will evolve in evolution quicker and advance far more than you've ever advanced as a race of beings. Thank you, Kentakis, for all that you shared. This concludes another episode of Kentakis. The wonderful lady that Kentakis mentioned was Anna Maria Mahalcha. Her name and also her link to her many amazing Rumble videos are in the description for this podcast episode. Also, there's a link to Kentakis' website, which is etcconsciousness.com, where you can find out more about his books and the other topics that he can talk about. And yes, if you want to contact us for any reason, maybe you have a suggestion or some feedback or a request, then please email kentarkis at gmail.com. That's it for now. Thanks so much for listening. Stay tuned for more.